0: The next year begins at the bottom line of the Afkuf Ches Omid Beis. You'll see a Mishnah that appears there. The Mishnah deals with a father-in-law that um, uh, committed himself to, or we should say maybe pledged uh, money toward the wedding of his daughter. And then he declares to his son-in-law that I am not paying. Haposek moz the Posek is a situation of a person pledging a certain amount of money for his son-in-law. that means to give to his daughter in anticipation of the wedding. This expression, without translating it, literally means he then reneges. Um, there are different explanations on, on as to what exactly it means, but it's basically his his refusal to provide the the funds that he had pledged literally it means he he stretched out his leg it's uh, with uh, with some uh, dirt on it and uh, as Rashi says uh, he, he tells his son-in-law clean the dirt off my shoe but uh, you should note also that in modern Hebrew this uh, expression poshals regular is a term used for bankruptcy. So you have that situation. The the Mishnah continues at the top of Kuf Tes Omun Aleph Teishev Ad Shetalbin Rosha. The uh, the daughter, the bride, uh, can sit until her hair turns white. In other words, the son-in-law can say. Uh, If you're not going to give me what you pledged, then I'm simply not marrying her. And she can sit and she can uh, stay as she is until her old age. Admon Omer. Yecholehi Shetomar. Admon, you can see this is the third of the seven halachas in the name of Admon. (coughs) He can say... Uh, if I was the one that pledged the money, then a roshi, then I will stay. Uh, then it's my problem. Then I brought it on myself. Now that it's my father that made the pledge, what am I supposed to do? Uh, we didn't mention at the at the beginning, but this is a situation where the uh, girl has already entered erusin. she's already uh, entered the first stage of marriage so uh, the threat of her being uh, remaining we'll say uh, uh, single or unwed is a serious threat because otherwise she's now an Aisha's E she has a married status and her husband to be isn't going to consummate the marriage Admon, however, points, says that it's not her fault. And therefore, uh, she can say to the husband, uh, O Kenos, either you take me in, you consummate the marriage with Nisuin, O Ptor, or free me by giving me a divorce. Omar roya ani es divrei Admon. And uh, Rabba Gamliel feels that Admon's way is the way to go. on the side, we've provided a a topic heading according to our Mishnah the topic of the Machlokas between Admon and the Chachamim is, with whom is the law, HaChosan or Abbas does the husband have the upper hand, can he call the shots or the Daughter, the bride, the fee b'risa up be gemara. According to a another teneg source brought in the gemara, the same machlokas adman He know the machlokas, the topic of the machlokas between admin and is b'mikre. She paskali where she herself had pledged money. Aval b'mikre she avia pasak where the father had made the pledge but did not come through. Hadini ma, there everyone will agree. The law is with her. She can say, uh, "It's my father that made the pledge." What can I do now? The Gamora Masnisen Delo Ki Haytana. Our Mishnah is not like the following Brisa Desanya. Amar Reb Yosi, Rebbe Huda, Loi Nechliku Admon Vachomem Alapoyseik Mos Lechasano Uposhat Lozeragel. There is no machlokis concerning a father-in-law that dedicated money toward the wedding of his daughter with the son-in-law and then reneged. She the bride, the daughter of that man can say, "Abu father pledged money what can I do? So then what is the point of maqlukis? Al sheposko hi al where she pledged to bring money into the marriage and and then renegs she shall sit until her old age and she's just locked into the state of non uh, non consummated marriage uh, and she can say I thought that I would be backed up by father that he would, he would come through for me now that I see father is not coming through for me uh, on my pledge what can I do either take me in consummate the marriage as is or free me with a get Omar Rabbon Gamliel roe Ani as Divrei Admon now, Tona is a Tanaic source that is a an explanation of this Brysa. It goes on the Brysa. It says, The uh, idea of leaving the, uh, the girl in a lurch is if she is a Gedola, if she made a pledge as a as an adult, meaning she's over 12 years of age. If she is a minor, then we force leman who who are we forcing laav, if it's an issue of forcing the father well it should have been then the opposite that when is it that we force the father if it is a if the daughter that is a gedola, uh that uh, then um that her tnai the pledge of a of a girl that's an adult, is meaningful, but the pledge of a ktana. Lacks all meaning whatsoever. So, why would the source say kufin if the if it was if the krifen, if the forcing is going on the father and it's the tenai of a tana? ela al marava labal litain get. So rather, uh, the the brisa that uh, said uh, what it did. Is only if it's 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 referring to the forcing of the husband to give a get, so that when the source this, when this uh, secondary braces says, "Bamod uh it's "Bamed that we that we leave things, we'll say in 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 a in a lurch, and we don't force the husband to give a get, but if it's a condition that was made by a ktana, then we will force the husband to either uh, give a get or to take her in. Let us glance at the side. We have a new topic heading, the no And we indicate that this is a keta, a section of Gemara, where halacha is presented as a uh, final uh, ruling. kehonon Although, are we to rule like Chonon in the first Mishnayas of the parak? he introduced two Halochas or, and likewise do we rule like Admon or not Admon had presented uh, is, is presenting we'll say seven uh, Halochas uh, three of which we've seen already Omar Rav Ben Elozer Mishmei D'Chizgiyah Kol Mokrim She'Omar Rabba Gamliel Roya ani as Admon, where that phrase appears. Rabbi Gamliel entering the Mishnah, saying that I approve of the halacha of uh, Admon. So the halacha goes like him. Omar le Rava, the Rav Nachman. Rava asks Rav Nachman, Afilu does this apply also to? the Brisa, you see we have a little arrow to the immediate right hand side of the Gemara text, if you scan up a couple lines you'll see that Rabban Gamliel uh, uh, says that phrase also with regard to the Brisa so does that mean that we follow uh, what Rabban, that which Rabban Gamliel says in the Brisa as well, Amale um, so Rav Nachman answers Mi did I say that we'll follow Rabban Gamliel's ruling only in the Mishnayas, the Mokayim Mokoim Gamliel, wherever Rabon Gamliel says that it is the way to go, it's the way we will rule so including the comment of Rabon Gamliel in the Breisa Omar Rabbi Omar Rabo Bar Yirmiyah, Shnei Dvarim She'omar Hanan the two points of Hanan Halacha kayotsebo. The term kayotsebo is a reference to Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai who had appeared in the Mishnayas where Honan introduces Halacha and Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai had said that I I approve, I go with the teachings of Honan. Shiva Tvarem Shomar Admon Ain halacha kayotze bo the seven points that halacha said so the halacha does not follow the kayotse bo now here we translate but we're going to have to point out that it's it's not accurate it's simply it doesn't make any sense uh, and we'll have to wait for the more to explain it but if we just translate it it comes out that the seven points that Admon says Valacha will not follow the Kayotzebo. the Kayotzebo in the case of Admon is a reference to Rabban Gamliel who had approved uh, Admon's teachings so you know that that already is very difficult in light of the Gemara just before this with Rabbi Yitzhub ben in the name of Chisya saying that we actually do follow Rabban Gamliel so the Gemara asks, My Ko'omar, what is being said here? That uh, the Shiva Dvarim that Admon uh, says, Ein Halacha Kayotsebo. And in order to analyze this, you see that we have several stages, and that's what the volcano shape is highlighting. And on the side under the Mivne heading, you can see we've written that this represents Shlavei Birur, stages in clarifying Kidei Lahav in Divrei Rabi Zera. So the Gemara says, my ko-omar, is being said over here by Rabbi Zeira. He lema ko-omar shnei dvorem she-omar konon halokha kamo-so v'kayo-tzei boi admoin ein halokha kamo Velo v'lo k'yotzei that the two things that konon said halokha follows konon and Rabbi Yochanan Ben Zaki who supported him and the seven things that Admon said the halacha does not follow him nor the one that supported him namely Rabbi Gamliel that can't be though this is the quote from above we have arrows to help you find it that wherever Ramliel says I like Admon the Aloha follows him Elo, ki Rather thusly Rabbi Zaira was saying Schneiderman Shomar bo So far that's the same as we said before the two things that Khanan says the Halocha the follows him and the, he who supported him, namely Rabbi Yocham and And as far as Hanan, just uh, by the way, you'll note that that uh, that's not going to be changing in these various presentations. That the Halacha follows him and the Kayotsebo Bo, the one who supported him. Uh, however, let's see uh, what is with regard to the Shiva Dvarim. Shomar Admon Ein Halacha Kayotzei Ha kemoisoi Halacha Bekulhu. That means that the seven things that Admon says, we're not going to take Rabbon Gamliel's point of view, that thought that only with regard to three of Admon's teachings are we to follow, but rather we're going to follow Admon who stated his teachings on seven points. In other words, what Rabbi Zera is saying, if you accept this, is that... We should disregard rabban gamliel's approach um and his approach by the way we had highlighted if you just want to look back we had used a double underlining uh for this purpose in order to see quickly that where where Gamliel is supporting um uh, that uh, admon's teachings so you can see that on Kuf you have the first two halachas and rabban Liel following with his statement raw and admon but as you go on to uh, the next mishnah where you see a number four you don't see any appearance of roman leo and the same is the case in this, in the succeeding mishnahis which you find on on omit you see the fifth teaching of Admon, and again no appearance of Roman Leo. And the same is the case with regard to Kuf Yud omen Aleph, where six and seven appears, once again, no Rabban Gamliel. Because Rabban Gamliel was saying, I like Admon in only three of his rulings, and I don't like him in the others, and Rabbi Zera is coming to say, if you accept number two over here, Rabban, uh, Rabbi Zera is saying, that Rabbi Gamliel uh, is not to be followed because he limits our acceptance of Admon to three when he should have accepted Admon in all seven. The Gemara says this also, this suggestion is rejected, it cannot be. Former Rabbi Yitzhak bin Allah, Mishmai Dechizkiyah, Kholmokim Shah Omar Rabbi Gamliel, Royani, Esdivrei Admon, Halacha kamoso. Omar in, Lo Omar Lo. that all the places that Rambamliel spoke up and said, "We shall follow Admon." Then and only then will we follow Admon. But if Rabbi Rambamliel did not speak up, then we won't follow Admon. Elohoki <speaking> Komar. <in Hebrew> so what Rabbi Zera must have been saying is as follows: Shneidvorem shomar chonon halocha kamoso bo shiva Dvorim shomar Admon. As as far as the seven points of Admon, Yesh Mehen Shalocha, Kamoso VeKayotzebo, the Yesh Mehen Sheein Halocha Kamoso There of the seven things that Admon said, there are some that the Halacha will follow him, and Rabban Gamliel has supported him, and there are other Halachas of Admon that we are not going to go like him, but rather like Rabban Gamliel wherever Rabban Liel spoke up, namely the first three Admon teachings, there we will follow Admon. Enoch, the others, no. Now, with that having been said, we, uh, we uh, continue with the next Mishnah, which is, we'll say, the first example of an Admon Halacha without Rabban Damliel supporting him. Before we learn the Mishnah, we glance at the side with a topic heading, which reads under the Nosei, Ha'orer al-Hasadeh. Fu chosim ole' aid Be'aid. So, uh, means someone who is contesting uh, the ownership of property. And that uh, contester, the challenger, the orer, he challenges ownership. That, We'll use a simple word, the complainer. He happens to be signed... On as a witness. Now, that's a little abstract. What does that mean? So we have an example on the side Levi Mohar Soder Levi sells a field to Shimon. And on the document of sale, on the deed, you have Ruvain signing as a witness, as one of two witnesses that is necessary to give a, a contract. It's full legal strength, so you need two witnesses, and one of them is Ruvain that signed on as a witness. But Ruvain complains to Shimon that the one who sold the field to you, he stole it from me. So you have an obvious problem here. You have a, a contradiction. You have, on the one hand, uh, Ruvain complaining to, to Shimon, hey, you know, you bought a stolen property, it's my field. And on the other hand, you have that very same ruvein, the complainer, that is signing on the transaction between Levi and Shimon indicating that it's a I, I second the motion, that I agree that I, that I agree that it's Levi's field to sell to Shimon. So what do we make of this? The Mishnah. And just as we explained, as as we said, that Ruven complained to Shimon regarding a, a particular field that he bought uh, from Levi, that be, being my field that that Levi stole from me. Now, the the Rid adds a very significant piece of information, and that is that there are witnesses that the field had belonged to. Ruvain is not coming just out of the blue complaining hey you know you bought stolen property but Ruvain also is able to produce witnesses that the field had been Ruvain's the the big problem is is that Ruvain is kind of signing away his rights to it by signing the transaction between Levy and Shimon where it would where Shimon would be able to say uh if uh if, if this field was really yours, then why are you signing on the uh, shtar that Levi prepared for me? Uh, it must be that uh, what you the fact that you signed on the deed is really tantamount to a confession uh, that it's not yours, but it really belongs to Levi. So, we continue in the Mishnah. Admon Omer. Admon says, Yochol Hu Sheyoymar, the complainer, in our example, Ruvain, he does not forfeit his rights to the field. He can explain what, why he signed onto the sale. He could say, no li, va You, the buyer, were easier for me to deal with. You didn't pose a, a a threat. Whatever the nature of the threat is, it was easier for me to deal with you, to get the field away from you, than to get it away from Levy. He was an awfully tough guy, that even though I have witnesses that it was my field, it still, may, maybe he's a member of the mob, and, and who wants to deal with them, and therefore I wanted the... Feel to uh, leave the possession of Levy for you to take it over, so that I would be able to take it from you. The chachomim Oimrim, The chachomim say, no. If you signed on, uh, if you signed on uh, on the on the sale, that is tantamount to forfeiting your rights to it. I saw Leachir. Ebay as zechusah. Now, to appreciate this situation, we look at the Rashi. Again, we're dealing with a complainer. The Rashi says, "I saw li There's a current holder of the field, uh, and uh, if we continue our example, I hope we don't uh, I hope we don't get confused here with the names, but if we continue our example uh, Levi is interested in selling the field to Shimon so Levi is the he he's holding on to the field he is currently holding on to it and he makes it he, he also similarly uh, we will explain that in a, in a moment Levi is selling the field to someone other than the complainer He's selling it to Shimon, an outsider. Sade, There is a field over which Rubain is complaining. We have a little diagram uh, on right to the side of this Rashi, as you can see. And the le- there are two fields featured here in the squares. This, the left hand field is Sode It's the field concerning which there is a complaint being lodged. Then there is the right hand square, indicates Sode Shinimkar, a field that is being sold right now. Levi is selling to Shimon. And Rashi goes on, O our boss, Mitzraya Sode, Shimon. Uh, and his lady who's selling the field delineates the four <coughs> borders of the field, describes what is on, the, on each one of the borders, the Kosavloba Metzorim, and he writes regarding the borders, Metzor Ploni Sodesheli. One of the borders of the field I'm selling to borders on a field that is mine also saw the The that particular field, the field that was we'll say the contested field, was used as a border sign and it was described as the seller's field. And the complainer signed on that deed. So, what are we in effect saying? We have a little caption under the, under the diagram that we included. And we have a case where uh, uh, Levi is selling a field. It was Levi Mocher Shimon Sade. The Kosev Bistar. <coughs> and Levi writes in the uh, in the title deed, Shaul <speaking in> Hamaravi <Hebrew> on the western border. Yesh Sade Shili. There is a, my field is on the on the western border. And when he says Sade <speaking in Hebrew> it means it means my meaning Levi. The Alstarze Ruvain Chosum and on this. Star <coughs> Ruvain has signed on as a witness. in the shell Levi, his signature indicates that the field in fact is Levi's. So what what's going on? Ruvain is signing on a on a star which indicates that the field concerning which he is protesting really belongs to Levi, the seller of of the other field that borders on this, so the Mishnah says that if Rufain does sign on to such a document, so he loses his rights. Omar Abaye, the Gemara continues with Abaye telling us, "Lo shanu elo eid." This idea of eBay Ezekuso that one loses his rights because he signed on is if it's a witness that signed on and he this this individual, this witness, he was contesting the ownership of that of of that particular field, which was being used as a a sign of the borders. A lo low ebait if the contester was not the witness that signed on, but rather, he was a judge that signed on this document confirming the signatures of witnesses. This is a concept known as Kium Hashtoros. is verification of signatures. Uh, oftentimes... There, uh, the 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 uh, validity of a of a document is challenged by the claim that the witnesses that signed on were forged. So, in cases like that, the document is brought to the court, and judges uh, accept the testimony of the witnesses themselves who verify their signatures. Now, the the judges they don't read the content of the star; they're focusing only on the signatures. Being that the judge is not aware of the content of the star of the deed, in this situation where a field was being contested by a judge who verified the signatures in that uh, star, i.e. the star which indicated that the field that the judge was contesting as his own was a field that someone was claiming the seller was claiming as his. So the fact that the judge signs on the confirmation of the signatures does not constitute his forfeiting of the rights to the field. The Tony Rebbe Ain Ho al Koreu Koruhu, witnesses who sign on documents, they don't sign until they read the contents of the document. We continue at the top of Omid Bey's Avol Hadayonim Judges will sign on as a court confirmation of signatures without having read the content of the document. All they need to do is to focus on the signatures and establish them as as authentic, li On the side of the Gemara, we have a topic heading asah Simon li achir. As one case is to an, uh, uh, an outsider, we had the example of uh, Levi selling a field to Shimon, and uh, Shimon being the outsider. And the Ma'arir, the complainer, Ruvain had signed on the bill of sale as a witness and there's another case Then that's what Abaye will reveal of the sale to the Ma'arir to, to the complainer, to Ruvain himself Omar Abaye, lo shanu the teaching of the Mishnah that Ebayt es Zuhuso if the contested field was used as a as a um border marker this is true only if the sale was to Elohiach to an outsider liatzmoi lo'i ibeid es zechuso if the if using the names we had before if Levi was selling the uh, we'll say the neighboring field to Reuven himself Ruvain does not lose his rights to his own field, the field that was being used as a as a uh, marker. The Omar, the Ma'arir Ruvain said. Now Ruvain was buying; he wasn't buying the field that he was contesting. He was buying the field that was next to the one he was contesting. And Levi was describing the field being sold as next to. Levy's field, the field that Ruvain was claiming as his own. So Ruvain, he played along and he explains, If I wouldn't have kept quiet, he wouldn't have sold this neighboring field, which I was very, very interested in buying, he wouldn't have sold it to me. Had I complained about the uh, the description of this field that I'm buying as bordering on uh, on what Levy claimed to be his field, when I know that that adjacent field is mine, my le Maymar, What are you going to say to challenge my silence? that I should have spoken up to others. I should have issued a disclaimer, a modas and a disclaimer that. That though I'm buying this field, which is described as bordering on Levy's field, I, I protest that, and you're you're challenging me that I should have indicated that to others. Well, that wouldn't have helped my situation in my quest for acquiring this field. Chavroch, chavro islay, the chavro, the chavro islay. Word travels by mouth. That the, the, the person to whom I would have issued the modaw, uh he has friends and his friends have friends and the word would have gotten back to Levy who was selling the field. And once again he would have, um, he would have uh, um, canceled the deal and not sold me the field because of my protest. So therefore I remained silent. We now have an incident, a story, a maisa, and you'll notice that this goes till the mishnah. Hahu <laughs> There was a case like this of a, we'll say, a contested field that was being used as a border marker for uh, for another field. the <laughs> There was a, a person who complained, and it's the same case. Uh, where he had signed on the uh, the sale, uh, and in the Mishnah it says that if you do that, if if you're if you're signing on a deed that the field that you're complaining about is being used as a border marker and presented in the name of the other fellow of the seller and not yourself, you lose your rights. And that your your complaining, your uh, your challenge is disregarded, and v'shachiv, and that ma'arir died, Oikem apetropa, and a an executor was set up to tend to that man's estate. Oshapetropis lekamei d'abayi, the executor came to abaye omerle. Abaye says to the man, "You know, you're an executor of that of the deceased estate, but you should realize the field that he was that he was claiming as his own. He can't. Your your, your uh, clients cannot claim that field as an inheritance because their father had forfeited his rights to it by having signed on a bill of sale." indicating that that very field concerning which he was complaining was belonged to someone else the fellow who was selling an adjacent property Omar the apotropus this executor speaks up and says and you'll notice we have triangles on the side under the mivne heading we indicate these are tinis sha'amron apotropus these are claims that the apotropus makes uh, to Abaye, and you could you 'll see in this how this apotropis effectively gets the field back for his clients, the heirs. The Atropis says he have if their father was alive omar he he could have said oh you're you're claiming that i I lose possession of the field that i 'm complaining over because I indicated." Uh, my my consent to the seller's ownership by having signed on that deed in which my field was being described as a border he can say tell him tell him as a a furrow let's say one row of planting that is what I had uh, indicated was the border uh, um, and that of Levy, the seller, the the, bay, the the entire field, with the exception of one strip of of land, the entire field is mine. Yes, I know that I indicated that on the western side, Levy had property that was a border of the field being sold. The border it was it was in effect one strip that belongs to Levy. Om um upon hearing this says, "Shapir klamris, you're making a good point. The Omar Rabbi Yochanan, vi Omar Rabbi Yochanan says that if the uh, Ma'arer countered, claimed and said, when I indicated that the western side of the field being sold bordered on Levi's field, yes, one strip of land, not the entire field, he would be believed. Zeal hav le mias telemechad. So Rabbi says, but well, at least what, what you do have to, what you what you now have to do is you have to part with one furrow. Havi Allah uh, richba dikli. Another detail is, is revealed now that on that furrow, on that uh, on that row of of ground, there was a row of trees. Richba didikli. A, a sequence of trees planted along that furrow. Omar lay. The apotropa says, if their father was still alive, he could have claimed, that, yes, I uh, had signed on that star, uh, uh, that deed, with uh, the indication that uh, the western border was on that which Levi owned, and it was one strip of land. Uh, but after I made that simon, afterwards I bought that furrow back from Levi. Omar lay, le, Abaye says, you know, you're making a good point. Renun, Im toan vi Omar, if the complainer uh, said Chazati Mi nemon that uh, uh, if i th- that i I subsequently bought it back from Levi. Uh, after I had signed on that deed of sale of the neighboring field he would be believed now there's a very important rashi uh, a few lines down from here naman on what basis is he believed Tapesh alsopeshi hit here the um the claims or the speech <coughs> that makes things bad uh, makes things negative or weak is the same power to make things strong to positive once there are witnesses that the field had belonged to him and was stolen from him al Levy and his claims to even that furrow is only based on the fact that Reuven the complainer had acknowledged it as Levi's by having signed on the deed. So um, Reuven the complainer is the source of Levi's claim to anything to begin with so that Ruvain, who's the complainer is the one that had originally weakened his own position by acknowledging it as Levi's and signing it and it's that very <coughs> Ruvain, who's also saying yes and I bought it back from him Omar Abaye Hey man, we're back in the Gemara. Hey man, de moikim If anyone should ever decide to set up an executor, noikim Kihai should set up someone like this, the diasmi, who knows, who is expert in seeking out uh, the rights of his yisayimim clients, of his the the orphans over concerning whom he was appointed executor. In other words. If you gotta choose anyone, choose someone like this. On the side we have a topic heading as we approach the new Mishnah. We're gonna describe a a, a, a landlocked field. What do we mean by a landlocked field? There is a person owned a piece of property and it was it, it had no Access direct access. It didn't border on a road. It was surrounded by fields owned by others, and it's obvious that it, at one point the the inner field had a path had had a uh, 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 either owned a path or had rights uh, 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 rights to cut through one of those fields to get to one of the uh, surrounding roads. However, uh, in the course of time, it became, uh, it was overgrown, it was lost, and the owner is complain. the original, the uh, owner of the inner field is now complaining, I want a path. The Mishnah. Someone who Went abroad, the avda derech day and the path to his in his his uh, landlocked field got lost. Admon says he can go through the shortest route, cut through what, whichever field has in it the shortest route to the road. Uh, Rashi says, "Yeilech lo b'ktsora." Against the will of anyone who's surrounding him, he has a right to claim a path. But he must take the shortest path. He can't take uh, to claim for claim for himself more than that, more than the minimum the only option he has is to pay whatever price Me'amona is just an example of a lot of money to pay whatever price they asked for it or let him fly from his field to the road very simply the Chummim uh, don't give the um, the, the contester uh, the upper hand the Gemara my de Rabonan. Why did the Rabonan shortchange or make this guy lose out? Shapirmo uh, call Admon. Admon seems to be saying a a, a very uh, a very correct point. Now the the thinking right now is that the Havamina right now is that the surrounding fields were owned by one party. So you have only two parties in this picture. Uh, You have an inner owner, and you have an an owner of the ring of fields that surrounds this inner field. So that the inner guy has a very strong claim. You know, he says to the single owner surrounding all his fields, I have a path through one of your fields. I, I have a definite claim on you. So why is it that Admon dis, why is it that the Chachomim disregard that claim? Omar Omar Rav Kagon Shikifua Arba Adam Me Arba The inner field was surrounded by four different land owners owning the four different fields. my time, if that's the case. So each owner can easily push off this complainer and saying, "Yeah, you might have a path, but it's not through my field; it's through the other guy's field." So why would Admon say that he can claim a path, albeit the shortest path, but that he can make that he can force a claim on them? That that doesn't seem to be reasonable. Omar Rava. So Rava gives us. Uh, two situations that there's really no agreement there's there, there's no disagreement it's only a third situation that will be the point of controversy if you have four surrounding owners each one of whom bought from a previous owner or, or four current surrounding owners that each one bought from the same original owner of all four fields. In other words, it was a person that owned four pieces of property. And he, he subdivided his, 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 his property into four sections, selling it to four separate purchasers. So in either of these cases, where, you have, where you're dealing with four current owners... Everyone agrees. Uh, even Admon agrees that the current owners can push this guy off and say, you might have a claim, but it's not in my field. Let's go to the other guy. Ki Pligi, the machlokis between Admon and the Chomam arises in the following situation. Bechad arba. There are there is currently one owner of the four surrounding fields. Now that one owner, he bought his current real estate possession from four different people. Admon Sovar, Admon who gives the upper hand to the challenger, to the inner to the landlock guy, he says Mikol Darka I have a path through one of your fields. You surround your you completely surround me. So though um, you bought the fields from different people, you're the current owner of all of the property. So whichever way you look at it, my path cuts through one of your fields. rabbonan savri, the Say, however, Ishaskis Shaskis, that the the current owner of all four fields can tell the complainer, if you keep quiet and pay me a good price, a cheap price, but we'll settle on a on a good deal. Just stop complaining. Uh, but you will pay me something. That's great. The Elo, and if you don't keep quiet, you keep pressing your claim, demanding. Uh, demanding a a return of a path uh, without having to pay for it, you know what I'm going to do? Mahadarno shtora lamarayu, I'll return the deeds to the four different people that I bought the property from that I I bought the properties from and you'll have no luck against them in other words if I uh, remove myself from the picture and restore it to the prior state of affairs, you'll have to then deal with four separate people and as indicated you have no chance against them because each one will push you off on the side we have the mivne. the diamond appears Shnei Maisim shalt Misa there are two stories of a person issuing a will Prior to his death, Chalukas Ruchush will see the the division of property, Dekalim Labas. Uh, In in both cases, you'll see uh, a person has an estate. He's he's issuing a will, and he has palm trees, and he wants to uh, dedicate uh, a palm to a daughter. In general, uh, daughters, when there are sons, daughters are not in the line of inheritance. But he wants to give us a gift, uh, a palm tree. Now the Gemara, "Hahud Amar Lahu, Diklo There was a, a father that was dying, and as his at the time of death, he says, "Palm tree to daughter." Also, "Yasmi Polug Lo Yavu The sons, the the uh, the the orphans. The heirs divided up the estate and did not give her a palm tree. Sofer of Yosef I Hainu Masnisen. Rav Yosef thought that, well, this is an illustration of the case of the Mishnah, where each heir can say, "Yeah, you have a palm tree coming to you, but it's not from the piece; it's not from my property." That is uh, reminiscent of the opinion of the Chachomim in the Mishnah. Omale Abaye, Midomi, Abaye says to Rav Yosef, How can you compare uh, this to the case of the Mishnah? Hosom, in the case of the Mishnah, chad Vechad, Motsi, Matchile, each surrounding owner can push the complainer who is seeking out a path to the next guy. Hocha, in this case, Dikla, Gabayu, Hu. The Palm tree is definitely here amongst them. The daughter, the daughter's, let's say the a a palm tree to which the daughter has a right is definitely amongst them. All of these properties were were one property at the time of the will. My takantayu. So what's the solution? Lesfu law dekla. So they these uh, heirs will have to part with one tree, and you'll say, well, for, it's, uh, well, who's the one that has to part with it? The answer is as follows. One tree will be given to her, and they shall redivide the entire estate again without factoring in that particular palm tree. So it's not as if uh, any one of them had given up on the palm tree, but rather she gets the palm tree off the uh, uh, off the top, and the estate is then redivided. Hahu di Omar lehu le same situation, uh, father dedicating a palm tree to a daughter. he the father died, and uh, he died leaving an estate, fields, with, uh, with lots of trees in them, and uh, amongst his uh, Properties, uh, he also had Vishovic Tre Palgi de Dikla. Amongst his many different properties, he had uh, a partnership in two trees, partnership with someone else. So that if he had a partnership in two trees, in effect, he had two half trees. Now, uh, dealing with partners is, is not always the easiest thing to do. So that when the Yisaimim inherited the the estate, uh, the uh, uh, their 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 least interest would be in in those half trees. So what did they do? They uh, wanted to dedicate or or give to the daughter who was to receive a palm tree. Basically, those two half trees. Will that be a fulfillment of the will, though? Yosef Ravashi Vakokashiole. Ravashi said and analyzed Mikoru Inshi Palgi Dikla Do people refer to two half trees by using the term Dikla? The the father had used the term he said Dikla Labras. Does the term Dikla um, describe two half trees? So Rav Mordechi tells Ravashi that I heard from uh, that Avimi says in the name of Rava, people do refer to two half trees by the term Dikla. So that's what she will get. With that, we conclude our Shior for today.